You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Hello there, welcome to Club Nintendo. I'm here with Benjamin Aquino, and we're here to discuss Xenoblade Chronicles 2. This is a full-out spoiler cast. Before we get to the spoilery stuff, we will have some, I guess, preliminary stuff we'll dive into. Um, welcome, Benjamin. Hey, welcome. I mean, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All oh, good. That's, uh, yeah, yeah, you go to Panera Bread, and they say, uh, enjoy your food. It's like, you too. It's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> But thank you for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I've seen you, uh, I follow you on Twitter, and you have been tweeting a lot about Xenoblade 2, and uh, both John and Aaron have not dove into that game quite yet, so I wanted to okay. have someone on that uh, is as obsessed with it as I am, I guess. Right? <laughs> um, yeah, I was just playing it before you know we, were, <laughs> we got on here, too. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely obsessed. So... Uh, we've both finished the story. Uh, I guess that's fair to say. Um, yeah. Uh, what? Uh, I, I, we'll do some non-spoilery stuff at the beginning here. Uh, what? Okay. I guess. What do you love most about this game? What? What about this game? Uh, I think draws you in. It's going. I think it's going to be the rare blades. To be quite honest, I think. I just love that aspect of the game that you could go throughout this game and have a totally different experience than somebody else because of the amount of time investment and how much you want to basically obtain these rare blades and you could get a couple ones that I don't have. I, spoiler, I'm missing two only in the main drop. In, Props. Uh, That's impressive. <laughs> I have been... I, so I don't think that... I used all the legendary crystals I had and just got commons. That is the most, I guess, uh, frustrating part of this game is a legend crystal should give you a rare blade no matter what. Like the the, I, I feel the ratio is a bit off. Um, I I guess I can understand that to a point, but with the amount of rare blades there are, even though there's a decent amount, I don't think it, there is enough to warrant a a rare blade for every legendary because you actually get a bunch of legendary crystals throughout the game. And if they so did it that three. way, is there a way to farm them better? Are there missions that I'm missing out on? Yes, there are, though I haven't done that yet because, again, I had most of mine. I'm just missing two. I want to level my characters up a little bit more. Um, there is actually, um, from what I researched online, there is a quest in Gorma, the second um, titan that you go to. And in the farm area there, there's this um, quest that they look a little funny. They look like a trophy symbol, you know, like, like a tro- trophy. Yeah. And you have to... Um, provide uh, food for this one monster and let it grow. Hmm. So the more you do that, then it can eventually grow up to its maximum level of level 90 or 99, and it becomes a unique monster. And from what I understand, that is the absolute best way to farm legendary core crystals if you're smart enough and you do not kill it early in the game. Ah, okay. Interesting. Now... What's your experience with the Xenoblade Chronicles series? We've had the Wii and 3DS iterations, the original, and X for the Wii U. Uh, have you played those? Have you finished those? What's your experience prior to this? So I did play a little bit of Xenoblade Chronicles uh, 3D. I do have that digitally on my 3D, a new 3DS XL. And I liked it, but the... Um, 
the visuals are jarring to me, you know, even on that, I I can't get past it. So I I haven't been able to pick that up. Now, if that got an HD remaster, I'm totally on board, but um, that version, it's just hard for me to get into it. The story seems okay. The gameplay seems okay, but the visuals take me out of the experience. Yeah. I, did have a Wii U before I sold it for my oh, so <laughs> it's sold. My okay. <laughs> it's sold. <laughs> um, I know your collection when it comes to most of your, um, at least your 3DSs and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I've uh, not a lot of backup, a lot of backup hardware for 3DSs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I don't think digital I do game, so that's a doobie, which good. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, uh, but I did play Xenoblade Chronicles X answer your question there and i loved it i never completed it but i invested probably about 120 hours into that game and i got really far it's one of the biggest things i kind of regret selling my wii u for before you finish the the story yeah so um, it's amazing how 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 many hours you can put in and still not finish the story to these games Uh, because they branch out so much with their side quest and you get kind of invested in, in like, oh, I want to finish this, and then something else comes, and I want to finish that. And, you know, it's it's a never-ending cycle, but it's good, so yeah. I don't mind. Yeah, I've I've myself uh, dove back into Xenoblade Chronicles one after finishing two. It encouraged me. I started to evident so my 3ds. I had a save file, and I looked at my Wii U and had the Wii um, Virtual Console, or actually the disc. I have the disc um, booted in there. I noticed I was at the exact same save spot for both games. That's where I got stuck, evidently. Okay. And uh, much higher level than the Wii version. And it had Japanese audio, so uh, I decided let me... So I'm doing on the Wii, basically. I'm doing the Wii version. That is, I guess, the better version graphically and big TV, all that stuff. So um, I've made a fair bit of progress since finishing 2, and I'm I'm pushing onwards, and I will be finishing 1 the next week or 2, I'm sure. So oh, that's, that's awesome. That's I, I really uh, want to do that if I could get past it. I, I don't know. Something hopefully we'll give. But I never got to play the Wii version, and I'm sure that would be better for me if I had. Yeah, that. it is. it's a better experience, I, I'd say, for sure. And th- the story is great and all of that. So, um, yeah, I have played X, but again, I stopped... You know, at some point in the middle of the story, and that's the case with Z-Blade 1. I stopped somewhere... Fairly early on, Z Blade One, and I picked it up again at some point. This is my third time to try to actually finish it. So two, I'd say, is that's like a really great place to start because, for me at least, it, it uh, is such a polished and I guess focused game that mm-hmm. you can. F- I feel this one's easier to finish, even though it's a good. I think my game clock was at like 140, 130 hours before I finished it. So it's not quick, but um, <laughs> yeah, it felt quicker. Now, when it comes to the game clock, just a little side note, there actually are two uh, different yes. um, times. I don't know you realize that. Um, the, the time that your Switch tells you played the game and the time mm. in the game. And that um, I found out was because of the Merc missions. To, to be yeah, honest. so that that is another thing. Like, uh, I was probably a hundred and ten hours for the story, and as you said, the Merc missions. This game encourages you to just have the game running all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, so I'm, when I'm watching TV, I'm just gonna throw on some Merc missions, let my guys go out, yeah. level up, do some do some missions. 
Get, you're always playing the game even when you're not, when not playing it. it. It's kind of like a mobile game in that way of the Merc missions. Of there is these time based missions. Your characters go out. You choose which ones go out. Um, you can pick different ones to speed up the Merc missions. But uh, I actually like that. Like it, it's I did an too. aspect. Yeah, you're not. It encourages you to always open the game even if you don't have time to play it. Like it's, exactly. It's you're always invested in the game, and I really appreciated that. I did so many multitasking things just like that, either switching to TV, like, you know, if it's on my input there, I just switch inputs, go to TV, or or I'm doing something on my 3DS, and I'm letting it play in the background and listening to the music. Yeah, I've got, I've got Mark Missions yeah. right now. i got, I've yeah. got three, three run right now. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, I got to level five before I finished the game. Um mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I, the Mark Missions was something I focused on a lot, and it helps you level up. So they took yeah. away. So the original Xenoblade, you got experience from just visiting locations, which was great, and I'm I'm loving that. I actually went from level 44 to 45 entirely based on locations as I was traversing an area to get to the next part of the story, which is crazy. I, I didn't find yeah, it. I'm cool. just going through and exploring. And uh, but in this game, what they did is you know Mark Missions. That's a good way to level up. I'd say. Um, they do kind of tie that in, maybe not experience per se, but you're, a lot of the blades actually have, especially the rare blades, do have an encouraging part to unlock there by visiting locations. I just did one today for um, Finch. It's like a he's uh, the bird, blue, green bird or something yeah. like that. That's called has a bird brain ability. But one of his ones was to force me to go. Um, I can't remember. Let some place, I'm going to say Tonsil or something, and yeah. find one of the hidden locations. So this place has hidden locations in every single Titan or continent, however you want to determine, you know, talk about them. Um, and I didn't know where this existed, so I really went around today, and I was able to find that, and then, of course, unlock that part of the affinity chart. So that does, you know, play into a part, like you were saying, about how the original gives you experience. This is giving you a way to unlock parts of your affinity chart. Yeah. And I love the rare blade side quests of... Yeah. There's these heart-to-hearts with them. They have this whole uh, mission uh, of leveling their affinity up. Uh, I guess my favorite one so far has been... um, Have you unlocked a Wolfric yet? Wolfric. Yes, of course. Of course. But I think that's... I think that's one you get in the game. He's like really black, right? Yeah, and yeah. He, you get him in the game. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Did. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was a random. I, I forget at this point. But there's a, a, a part in the game, uh, Heart to Heart, where, where Miner... I guess this is, this is a Miner spoiler, I'll say. Uh, there's this little thing where Wolfric's ashamed of how ugly and scary he is. Yeah. So he, he'll have... Uh, uh, so uh, Rex, I think, like suggests, hey, walk... Walk, uh, walk this old lady home. And it's like just one of the most quirky, great moments in the game. Oh, yeah. I, that's what I, I, I think, like I said, especially me because I had so much experience with all these rare blades. You get to see how much personality they gave these blades. And that's what helps the investment to this game even more than other games. Because, yeah, you have a party of, what, five, technically? Mm-hmm. But you also have a party of these other rare blades that you can decide how much time investment that you want to have into them. And then you grow with them and your party is huge and you really end up liking them because their personalities are so varied. It's great. Now, 
you're able to get rid of blades. Do they eventually limit? I haven't ran into a limit of being capped out of too many blades in my group. Does that happen? It does. Okay. I don't. I don't know the number because I didn't actually sit there and count. There's no easy number. You know, yeah. you would have to see how many rows you are and all that stuff. But when you try to unlock more and more blades, especially when you're trying to do the commons and the rares and all that stuff, and just mm-hmm. trying to get yourself, uh, you know, um, a, a legend or whatever, it, it it goes really quick. So I've run into that a couple times already. Okay. And um, so it does that. Yeah, I'm waiting till the patch comes out to start using my like hundreds of core crystals because I don't want to okay. wait as long. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a great feature uh, that they're adding to that, being able to skip that animation. So those who have beat the game and now are just wanting to invest more time and get the stuff that they missed, you know, in 100% completion or whatever, yeah. they shouldn't have to be penalized at that point. So I totally think that that's good. And also, they're letting you lock them um, so that you don't accidentally delete them. That should have been there from the get-go because I've found myself almost... Oh, so you don't them. delete a rare on accident? Yeah. can imagine. <laughs> so and so there's new game plus coming out and mm-hmm. part of that is it resets all your side your side quests right so i believe so yes yeah so i kind of want to do new game plus but that also has me not really incentivized right now to do the missions uh i'm kind of holding off on those right. i did some i'm i'm working on one now related to the poppy character that we'll talk about when we get into more spoilery stuff. Okay. But, uh, yeah, um, I'm mainly focused on playing Z-Blade 1 and then X, uh, probably. Yeah. <laughs> then I'll do New Game Plus. Uh, but, it's, it's such a yeah. media experience. to, to I, I'm on the fence with that, too. I'm like, should I do New Game Plus? But they're bringing so much more content. And I don't know if you have the DLC. I will I by the time the story DLC hits. Okay. Um, they, I mean, they have some missions there now that you can do that give you some benefits in the game. But, right, it's not anything overly crazy. But I decided to get that, and that actually did help me get some of the rare blades because they do give you some legendary core crystals, too, just as a FYI. Um, do you but, remember what uh, level your characters were when you finished? Um, I believe around 65 to 70. Okay, yeah, I, I was around 70 or so. I was just yeah, curious uh, for you. Now, uh, the battle mechanic, it's an evolved version of what was in the other two games. And as I'm playing the original game, it's making me appreciate 2 that much better because it is a really, it's a better experience, the, the battle system, uh, especially after you, after you learn it. Uh, mm-hmm. As I, I chatted to you on Twitter a little bit as I was struggling with the very final boss... I'm not going to talk about the final boss. Okay. I'm going to talk about the fact that I went the full 130, 110 hours of gameplay without realizing how to stack elemental orbs or even create them. The The fact that if you look in the top right corner, there's these icons there. I kind of ignored them. For all that time, I would I would hit the ZL, ZL or ZR when things popped up, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Until, wow. until, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, uh, I just, I don't know. I must have skipped that tutorial. Uh, so I, I had, I had a much harder playthrough, not really understanding the combat system. <laughs> so, yeah. Do you want to? I don't know. Do you want to explain how the combat system works for people? Sure. That aren't familiar? I won't make you feel too bad because there is the last part of that whole thing, um, what you're talking about stacking orbs, and I'll go into detail in a minute. 
But there's the last part of that that I actually didn't know until probably three days ago. (laughs) (laughs) Once you're stacking these orbs, what you can do to get your maximum damage, and that's like your the plus attack. So I didn't even know how that worked. I really had no clue. I was doing really good damage because I knew the first part of it, but I had no idea how to really set it home because I saw all these pictures on Twitter of people getting these crazy amounts of damage buildups. I'm like, what is this screenshot? They said all this damage. How did you get that? How did you get almost a million or whatever? Yeah, uh, my last uh, like my last kill was two million four hundred thousand or something. That was my wow. final hit. Yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I didn't on, know yeah. how you got that. Yeah. So um, if anybody who's familiar with the original, it's an auto-attacking game, basically. But in this one, in comparison to the first game, you can't run an auto-attack. So when Yeah, you I run... discovered that early on. I was like running around and getting killed by one of the bosses. Like, why is it not uh, attacking? Because I, I had a health healer while I was like, oh, run and attack same time. It's great. <laughs> but yeah. it does not work. <laughs> no. Yeah. And um, But I kind of like that because I think that that could, not that I played the first one that much, but I could cheapen the experience a little bit if to be able to run an attack. This kind of forces you to like make decisions. So um, you have this, you're sitting still, you're auto-attacking. Every time you auto-attack, your special gauge is, um, well, yeah, I guess there's your special gauge. I'm trying to think. You have skills and special gauges. I'm not sure which is what, what's called what. So let me. Yeah, you're say. leveling ones to go to one through four. That builds up as you do the auto attack, right? Well, the auto no, actually, the auto attack is is uh, letting you use the one of three buttons. That oh, the use, arts. You know? The arts. I think. The arts. The, there you yeah. go. I was, at, at the naming conventions, I'm not sure of. So. When you're auto-attacking, you're building up your arts so that you can actually activate them and use them. Once you use an art, you're uh, leveling up your skill, I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, your skill. Your, your elemental skill attack. Yeah, That's your elemental better. attack. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So once you use your arts, then you can uh, build up your elemental gauge, and that goes from level one, two, three, and 4. You want to stack these up in accordance to their level. You can initiate that or force initiating the ZR or ZL button. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then once that happens, you will see a screen pop, uh, a little menu pop up in the upper right hand corner of your your, um, screen. And it's going to go over the elements. So you can see clearly what element you activated. And then what element can stack with it? So like for a example, roadmap, kind of. of where yeah, exactly. You need to head. Yes, exactly. For example, like I think fire and water kind of work together, and they can lead into water and and air. And certain ones work better with other ones. For example, light and dark are the hardest to pair with other elements. So, right. um, yep. So once you get level one, then you have a, t- a timer that's counting down before you have to activate a level two to keep the combo going. Yeah. Same thing. Once you activate a compatible level two, you can um, try to get a level three compatible to, to, um, to activate. Three is where it caps out as far as the combo is concerned. Yes, and you have to do a quick time event. 
you know, yeah. prep the button presses. B, it's either usually tapping or just waiting for a certain moment and pressing B at the right time. Yeah. And then at that point, whatever element that was that you finished on the level three is going to cause an orb to circle around your enemies. Yeah. Okay. So if you ended with an ice, you have a ice orb, and then you do that whole process again and end it with a fire or whatever, all the different elements you have. Well, this is where I didn't know how to do anything more. This is where I told you I capped out in myself. Okay, okay, yeah. But now I figured out. So from here, when you actually you can do a chain attack, yeah. and you do the opposite. Like if there's a fire orb, you would do a water attack to burst it. Now that yeah. part I figured out very early on in the game. I figured out the whole bursting thing. Okay. I didn't know how those things got there. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> So if I'm in the final in the final boss fight, it was giving me a lot of difficulty. So I, it's like, how the heck does this whole system work? Uh, orbs and so I ended up in the final boss fight having seven orbs bursting all of them. I think there's eight total orbs. How many orbs are there? You think? Um, well, there's light, there's dark, there's earth, there's wind, there's water, there's fire, there's ice. ice. You had ice already. Ice and lightning. So five lightning. Six, okay. Yeah. I think I missed missed lightning. So I had uh, dark, fire, earth, water, wind, uh, light, and ice. So I missed all but one orb. But that. So <laughs> this awesome. was at yeah. This was at a point where I'd probably fought this boss like fifteen times, just getting so Ooh. frustrated. So uh, I, I the the stacking of the orbs is just killer if you can manage it. Um, and part of that is picking the right crew, right? So yeah, yeah, you have to pick. Each of the blades, you want to have unique elements, and uh, yeah, that's a really important strategy point that I didn't even consider when I was choosing my team originally. And there's also a second part to that, not just the elements that really make a difference, but you have to really know what kind of attacks they have, because part of the damage that you're going to increase is if you can actually break a foe, topple a foe, and launch and, and then smash a foe. So yeah. if you can do those four, if you have it set up with your team, you're you're great in the game. You can really accomplish a, a great amount of damage, and you can get rare items, such as you can get your enemies to drop rare and legendary crystals that way. Yeah. And I heavily favored healers in my crew, I should say. Okay. Uh, I think all of Rex's, uh, Rex's blades that I put with him, they were all healers. I would have a healer as a second blade. Like I, I was very wow. concerned of of all of that. So I, I played it safe with that. <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't rely really on Nia's strength, I guess. I had uh, Nia as a. She, I didn't. Yeah, I had Nia as one of my. So out of the three characters, I'd have her. Uh, you know, I'd have Tora as a character. I'd have Nia as a character. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about other. Uh, well, yeah, um, but uh, yeah, and let's dive into spoilers. Let's okay, spoiler warnings, spoiler horn, everything sure, from here on out. We'll, we'll talk about anything and everything. Okay. Uh, so Nia, uh, I didn't really use her as a blade at all. Uh, no, no, I I would have uh, I would use her as a character uh, that she would fight alongside me. Well, I 
I didn't want to pigeonhole her as a blade just because I got her <laughs> as a blade, but I thought her blade and her story was fantastic. I'm just going to say, I didn't know what was going on in that, that water scene. I'm like, what is going on? This game is so quirky sometimes and a little risque sometimes too. I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, <laughs> which is a big change from the original Xenoblade. The original Xenoblade did not even attempt to go there. This is anime in mostly great ways, but I, I could have done with not as far down that rabbit hole with some of that stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, the one-eyed monster or something joke that they had in there. Yeah. Was... And the costumes <laughs> could, could do better and all that. It's yeah. like, yeah, I would prefer a different skin outfit for some of these characters. Oh. You know, that's something that they could add in the DLC, but I'm okay with that because I'm a huge anime buff. Like, I love anime, so I'm used to this style of, like, woman being represented and stuff like that. Yeah, so I, I love it, anime, yeah. but yeah, it's uh, I want it's like I wouldn't feel comfortable playing that with like if I had a kid in the room or like other people. Like it's just a weird thing to have on the TV if I was playing. It's true. It's yeah. true. They have those physics. I get it. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'll look past that because the, the the game is like it's. I'd say it's my game of the year from last year. It's it's like it's so good. It is very good. I can see myself playing so many more hours. But getting back to Nia, I I really did like her as a blade because she's very very powerful. And I, I since you didn't have her as a blade long, I don't know if you've ever activated her specific um, combo that she has or art or whatever it's called. Yeah. Like, we, she has one that she pairs with either Mithra or um, Pyra that um, you have to level up them both their trust because we didn't talk about trust in this game because trust is a big thing. Mm -hmm. Um, When the wave between you and your blade is shining um, white or yellow or whatever it is um, with full energy. But if you get Nia and Pyra or Mithra full trust and you get them up to level three or level four, I think it's maybe even level four. Level four, they do a specific attack together, which is amazing. Like Rex mm. uses both of their blades on both of, with one hand each, and they do something together. It is amazing. So That's that cool. was really fun. And if okay. you haven't done that, you really should. Okay. I was going to say, um, at the end of the game, when I was figuring out the whole elemental thing, it really clicked for me right then and there. Oh, Pyra is both fire and uh, the Nia of the light. It's like, that's really awesome. Yeah. That that really, yeah, is kind of, uh, like, it's like, oh, that makes sense. That's why this is such an awesome thing to have. And since uh, we're saying, since you yeah. talked about them, you're talking about Pyra, what did you think about when Pyra, form? yeah, went green? <laughs> What's that? When she went green, basically, I guess. I love that moment in the story. It's like, oh my god, yeah. yeah. That yeah. from then on, the story just escalated. Where it was just like, this is just such an amazing story. When I started the game, it's like, okay, this is a pretty decent story, but the the character development, you you really care about all these characters, and the game makes you care about characters you once hated. Jen, mm-hmm. I. I, I cried when he died. Jin was oh, really? like, yeah, I was like, oh my God. I like, I, I hated that character. Like yeah. uh, until he turned, like until they started like diving into his character and yeah. they made you really care about characters that uh, 
you once didn't like, and um, the the transformation of Zeke from this clown to the serious. Oh dude. yeah, I really ended up liking Zeke. But getting back to Jin for a moment, in the beginning, I just thought he was like a Sephiroth clone. I love Final Fantasy VII. I'm like, this guy is is no Sephiroth. But then they had him join your party for a little bit. You get to hear about him and his um his driver and oh man i was just like okay i understand you you know you understand yeah and then there's this concept of uh blade eaters and, and flesh eaters yeah um that took a little bit to kind of comprehend i gotta say because i'm like okay when they were talking about nia when you figured out what she was like oh so she is a was she considered a Blade, no, a flesh eater, right? Because I she was so. a blade that ate that ate a human yeah. soul. Okay, so <laughs> I was like, okay, so that's how it works. <laughs> but I thought that was really cool too. So, I mean, I guess the only thing that's a little confusing there is they kind of touch on it, but don't like they kind of touch on the fact that Rex has a thing for Pyra, right? And they don't, and you know that they can eat each other's soul, but it's like, okay, to me, my mind kind of goes a little further. Okay. Well, how does this really work? Can they really be a couple quote unquote? Like how can that, did, does that happen in this world? Is there babies that are half blades? Half, you know what I mean? Cause right, they could have yeah. taken it there basically. And, I and Neo, know. Neo was really into, to Rex and there were some weird, uh, interesting moments of, yeah. of that. <laughs> yeah. So that was interesting, and and I guess if they really wanted to, they could go that far. But I'm glad they kind of didn't. But it just was mm-hmm. a little, it just a little. That was a little weird, but it was still cool at the same time. So I don't mind it. Yeah, I really wish, I really wish you could revisit that. Uh, what's the uh, place that you can't travel to after a certain point in the story? Oh shoot! I know where you're. I know where you're talking about where. Pretoria, where the Pretoria, yeah, Pretoria is from. Pretoria or something, yeah, yeah. But you can't visit it, and it's one of my favorite locations in the game. The music's phenomenal. It's it's, uh, and it just gets shut off because it's a warring nation now. It's yeah, like, crap. Yeah, that uh, was pretty cool. I kind of, I really like. I can't remember his name, but the what's his name actually? But um, I thought he was pretty cool too. His that story. character, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you remember his name? Because I just get escaping me right now. I'm going to look it up right now here. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, let's see. Nations. Indolene. Pretoria. Hmm. Um, Maybe he was in the Praetorium sure. or something. The Praetor. The Praetor. The pra- yeah, the Praetor. Yeah. The Praetor. Uh, it came through. Praetor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of characters in this game. Yeah. There's a lot of characters. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was he was really interesting, too. And the way, you know, the final battle with him went down, too. You know, you actually c- cared about him, too. I mean, the story of his, him and his mother, you know, that's... I want him dead by though. I, I didn't shed a tear. I want him no. dead. It's like, you've gone over the edge. This is a madman now. Absolutely, but... Again, usually what drove him to madness was something that we all can relate to. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I said, the, the loss of his mother and how that went down and seeing all this war. So it, it can happen to anybody. So that's why I related. No, I didn't shed a tear for mm-hmm. any of them. But <laughs> 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 but yeah, I did like his character. Did, did you play with uh, English or Japanese audio? English. I, okay. I just 
I just can't. I just really want to you can't? enjoy it. Because you're anime. I, uh, you watch anime. So doesn't, do, do, you don't watch yeah. with the, the original audio. I or don't. Do you? I don't. I watch English anime probably going to get or dubbed, English dubbed. I know yeah. so many people are probably going to hate me so, for that. Because... I know. There's something about the motion, the emotion in the, orig- the original audio track that just like resonates with me. Yeah. Uh, especially the, the, the screams are just so powerful. Yeah. Um, um, I think maybe if I did do a replay through, that would be the perfect time for me to actually, because I know the story by then and everything, yeah. jump into it with the Japanese audio. I think that would be pretty cool. Because it's not that I have a thing against it, but I really like to like immerse myself completely. You know, So I don't want to have anything kind of being a hindrance. I want to be able to just dive in full force. Um, and I'm for glad me, I, I find it, it, like, it forces me to read, which makes me make sure I have the dialogue down. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But then you, but then you missed your tutorial. Remember that? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Tutorials all brushed through. No big deal. No big deal. Uh, uh, so, something that we didn't know going up into this game is, you know, the Final Fantasy series—they're all unrelated games. Mm-hmm. This is a number two. Is it related to the original? Right. And. Uh, this this uh, this is a minor spoiler for the original game. Okay, I, I, I'm just, but I don't think it's 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 a spoiler that made me want to play the original game. So I think it's actually a good spoiler to know that uh, two runs. It's a it's so it's two, but it's not run. It's not sequentially after. It's actually simultaneous right. to the original game. So this right. story is having simultaneously and events in the original game come into two and react in a, in a big way where the architect of this universe dies as a result of what happens in the original mm-hmm. in the game. It's, it's so it's it, it kind of mind blowing to, to think that like, Oh my, Oh my gosh, this is like all connected. And yeah, yeah, I didn't, since I've never finished the first one i was a little unaware but when they were talking about that towards the end i was so intrigued that i had to research it so i saw some other youtube videos of people basically explaining the difference between the end of this one and the end of that one and how it makes sense and i'm like oh my gosh that's why i can't wait for an hd remaster (laughs) right (laughs) yeah yeah i've heard the game explained discussions on it and I haven't. I don't know the full. I know mostly what happens at the end of one, mostly. But uh, I know just enough to know that that architect. He's in both worlds, both dimensions. Yeah. And I'm I'm excited to get to the end of Xenoblade One to, because it's gonna. The people that played one originally that then played two had their mind blown in that way. Uh, yeah. The effect is gonna be just as powerful when I get to the end of one. It's like, oh my god, that thing in two. It's yeah. Absolutely. And so I think, I think that, either either way of playing them mm-hmm. would have the same powerful effect, and I don't think there is a right order to you could play two first, then one. I don't think that matters at all. I don't think so either. But do you think that leaves further credence that they will make an HD remaster of the first one? They should. They really need to. Because I think so. I think X will come first, though. I do think you? they'll do. That'll be easier to port. And yeah, they'll. I think the next game will be X two, and you need to play X to because I hear that ends in a cliffhanger, so I think they'll yeah. want to make sure everyone's 
that that's available and the wii u didn't sell that well so yeah but that that's the only thing there i want x because i want to finish it anyway but yeah i really think that they'll start with an x2 before they come out with x uh remaster could that no no i think they'll come in with x remaster and then x2 the the next the next new game i think will be x2 yeah okay gotcha yeah. I'm excited for that too. I'm excited for both of them. I think I mean the Switch is doing so well. I love my Switch so much. I'm on it all the time. And it does really good for these type of games cuz to be able to pick it up and not have to be stuck to a TV mm-hmm. gives you more of opportunity to finish them because they're so lengthy. You know, that's one yeah. of the issues that I had with X is because I had to take up that TV. You know, that things change in our lives. You might not always be able to claim such a <laughs> claim Absolutely. the TV all the time, nope. you know. So I think this makes it a lot easier because even if you're on the couch, put on your headphones, mm-hmm. do your thing, you know, at least you're not hogging a TV. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm dying to have Xenoblade Chronicles 1 as an HD remaster. That game deserves it. it. The Wii version looks okay, but I'd love it if they found some way to make that look as good as 2. I don't know what the how much work that would take to to do that, but... Man, would that be good? I think so. I think they could make their money back really easily. I think the fans would want that anyway. You know, this is bringing in more fans toward the series. I think it's the, from what I understand, the highest selling version, you know, Xenoblade Chronos. Yeah, it's, Chronicles uh, it was game. over a million seller within the first month, which is uh, great for the, for this kind of game. Yeah. So, I mean, it's warranted. I mean, I'm sure it's just going to give it more legs, this whole franchise so yeah. i think it's worth it now poppy uh I once again poppy. it's something i didn't realize is i didn't realize there's a third form of poppy until after i was listening to some podcasts after i finished the game it's like oh totally <laughs> didn't do that that quest so there's uh, there's three forms of poppy there's yeah. cutie pie as yeah. uh little poppy I cutie pie. yeah i love love that yeah yeah, so it was such almost, a mm-hmm. cute thing, for, like how they, I just love the fact that, and I'm surprised you didn't realize this, how she went from like a little girl to like a teenager, a typical Japanese teenager, yeah. and then to be an adult, and of course, the trope of being a little bit more, you know, revealing and stuff like that. But, okay, yeah, uh, I'm, yeah. Uh, I'm ma- finding stuff for clothes right now in that quest, I'm pretty close. Okay, yeah. Oh, but that's an amazing character, by the way. Um once I had Poppy Cutie Pie in my team, she uh, Tora definitely stood in my team at all times. Just to say that, because mm-hmm. very, very strong, and um, I just love it's like the, this gun, almost like um, reminds me of Final Fantasy Thirteen with um, lightning, the gunblade kind of thing. It kind of resembles that hit the weapon, yeah, and it can do those things. It's just an amazing character. You're gonna like it. Did uh, did you? What was I going to say? Oh, uh, Tiger Tiger, did you do much of that? I did once we had the update that gave it an easy mode. Okay. So, um, because without the easy mode, I found it extremely frustrating. Um, because if you, if you didn't have the easy mode, any object within the drop that you banged onto would also make you lose your, you know... Uh, your air or your or your gold or whatever the heck and that i just 
it, it just was too frustrating. So the easy mode at least makes that a non-issue. You can bu bump into whatever you want to, except for spikes and things, um, and you're not going to take damage. So that makes it better. But I didn't invest as much time as I wanted to because I really wanted to upgrade Poppy Cutie Pie um, to the max and get her the other elements because you can actually make her a light type. And as you know, right now for your game, you only have one light type, which is yeah. Mithra. And there's actually two more light types that you can get in the game. And one of them is, of course, Cosmos or Cosmos that people scream for and I have no connection to myself, but I want to get that. It's one of the ones I'm missing. And then Poppy Cutie Pie can also be light. Have you purchased the $500,000 uh, blade? Yes. Yes, I have. <laughs> I was glad to discover that after I beat the game that, oh, I've got... I've got endless money, pretty much. Let me buy yeah. that, and you get some money back when you uh, say hello again. So. Yeah. I like that blade. A um, little interesting, the design, though. Like I like the blade more from the front, but from the back, it just has a weird placed mermaid tail like on her butt. Mm -hmm. It's just... It's just very weird. But I, I like her because she's very sassy, and it was pretty interesting how everything she does and her whole affinity chart is based off of money. So yeah. how much you sell, <laughs> how much you buy, everything is money-based, which I thought was pretty cool. Because the salvaging, which we haven't even touched on at all yet in this game, which is another way. Um, actually, I found that really, really early in the game, again in Gormot, you could um, salvage from one of those points and... You can really rake up the money. That's how I got her so early is that right in the port that's right next to where you can buy her, you can just keep on spamming that with like silver, eventually gold um, cylinders and just like really get that money from selling them. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, yeah, the salvaging, I had mixed results with. Uh, I mean, it's a cool mechanic and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm glad there. And it's an interesting backstory for Rex is like that's what he does. And so he's going beneath the clouds. Yeah. Uh, he never, I would imagine, ever sees any cities down there. <laughs> like, right. what's, he, what's he see down there? The other yeah. Times? Like, that's, that's one thing I thought it was a little funny, because when you get to that point in the game that you go all the way beneath the clouds, and you're in this, what, Morintha or whatever? Yeah. So, and he's never been down there, though he's been diving on the clouds, like... So that that it was a little interesting because the world is like below the world is Earth, right? That's been destroyed. Is that yes? I, right? That's what they yeah uh, basically claimed is that it's it's the the previous land that was destroyed when um that that whole <laughs> side by side was happening with the other game. You know what I mean? Um, with uh, original Chronicles. Yeah. So yeah, it's curious that. But anyways, um, favorite, uh, do you have any favorite, favorite blades, any rare blades? What are your favorites? Um, I'm trying to think which one is my favorite. I really do like the one that you were saying that the rock blade, he was really cool. I liked his story. Um, trying to think offhand now. <laughs> you know, or designs. I, I like I like the book, the book person, the healer. Yeah. Like Drene or something. Yeah. Adeline, I think it is. Adeline. And, yeah. And I think the design is really cool. I really like the ability that she has to increase your drop. She can increase your drop by 100%, I got her up to. So I really like that with her. Um, I, I really have to look up which ones are my favorite <laughs> because it's a, I have so many. It's really hard for me to say, oh, actually, you know, 
Dagas, Dagas, or whatever. Okay. I, I just finished his affinity charge before we started this, by the way. <laughs> but spoiler alert for him, you have to finish his affinity ch- chart twice. So oh, wow. it, it's the biggest uh, moment <laughs> in the game. Yeah. <laughs> when you get past his story and you're like, oh, cool, I finally finished it. And then you go back to his affinity chart and it's over at zero. You're like, what What? what happened here? But I think he is really cool because he is like royalty. He believes that he was a king of a nation and he's trying to search, find this nation that he was a king of, of course, because they all lost their memories. And that's a really cool mechanic. I really love that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought he was really, really interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, Wolfric, have you figured out how to get past, I think... I think I can't get to level four or five. It just won't unlock. It's there's some place I need to go, and I think it's in Tantel. But yes, it is in Tantel, and I believe it's in the lower level mm-hmm. uh, because you have to start his his quest, I believe, in order to get that to unlock. And his quest, I did find a little challenging because the the monsters eventually were a little over leveled. There's a big crack in the in the uh, in the floor. Um, it's ice, basically. You have to find these people that are being um, attacked by these monkey things. Okay. <laughs> and you basically have to save them. And it's a really cool scene with him like saving and, and, yeah. and stopping this rock. It's amazing. So I think it's all has to do with that. Once you finish that, it'll unlock that fifth one, I believe, from what I recall. Okay. And this... This is a quest I need to find and then start that, or I need to wander somewhere. Yes, you would be. I would go into like the main gates of Tantal, uh, like towards one of the exits. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, another really quick spoiler: if you're around the area that his quest starts, you're very, very, very close to where you can get one of the best blades ever, called Harold, which is like a dragon woman. Okay. Amazing, amazing. There's, there's basically an area that you have to just blow open. If you just explore the, the area, you'll see, oh, there's a place that you can use, you know, your field skills and blow up. And and once you get in there, you're going to see like a shrine mm-hmm. and you just have to use your field skill again. And then you, you easily get this wonderful lightning um, ether cannon uh, blade of oh, Harold. Cool. So cool. So cool. What uh, did you have any frustrations during your your playthrough? The same one that you had of when the combat looking, system. No, no, no. When you were coming to me about how I defeated uh, Mor- Morag, yeah, is it Mor- that? Oh man. Oh yeah. At, so at the end of the game, when the you church. go to the Darklands, yeah. yeah. That was so frustrating to me, I gotta say. Yeah, I thought so. I thought that part was a bit unnecessary. I like the one with Nia, but I wasn't sure it needed that. I guess I appreciated it afterwards, but it seemed a bit over the top. Yeah, I it was just, I don't know. I was doing so well in the game, and yes, there was challenging moments and really long battles. And when I made a mistake, I knew it was my fault. But when I got to her, I was like, I really don't know what I'm doing wrong here. And I think that's what got me more frustrating um, than anything, because you don't have access to all your blades anyway, too. So you have to work with what you have. And she's very strong, and she's a tank. 
you know, and when she hits, she hits really fast and really hard. Uh, I think I gave you the suggestion about getting a blade that can heal you when you walk. And I had, yeah. uh, I have a, a rare blade, um, a lightning rare blade that can do that. And that's the only way I survived because she was very fast at attacking. And when I needed to, I can run away really quickly and heal while I'm running away. That's the only way I did it. And that took, I think, like 10 tries. So I was very frustrated. Yeah, the... They give you a lot of area in that area, in that space, so that mm-hmm. running healing mechanic, it worked really well there, I must say. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank goodness. I mean, I I was trying to research online after about my fifth time how other people did it, and a lot of people just used basically like a tank, uh, a tank, um, like a shield blade, a shield a shield axe or whatever they're called, that, that type of weapon. Um, the ones that can take the hit, like mm-hmm. um, there's an ice guy, and I can't remember what his name is. He's a rare blade. But um, I was like, that just didn't work for me. And he was almost maxed out in his affinity chart, and it still didn't work for me. So, I, again, that's probably one of the only frustrating parts I have of the game. I think the last boss, I think you said you died many times. I died, I think, once for the last boss. And I didn't even do that big combo attack thing. Yeah, I... Was I... Able to, yeah, I managed to uh, kill him. He had 50% health left, or like 54% health left, and I just, it's time, you're going down. And yeah. uh, I'm glad I did it, what I did. Because I, I, there's a certain point where he uh, he has like a kill shot that just nukes your whole party. And I was just, every time, when I was getting, you know, far enough along his, his health, mm-hmm. he would just annihilate my whole party, and there's nothing you could do. So it's like, okay. I'm going to stack these orbs and just decimate you, and that did it. I think what helped me there is because I made sure most of my characters had a lot of HP, and Tora actually had the maximum 9999 HP. What level was he? Like 70. Like I said, he was like about 70 about that time, and I'm like... I, I must have been the the chipset that I got from the the, the mini game. Yeah, because my my HP is seventy one oh five with Torrets at level seventy one. Um, yeah, I think that's yeah. what really saved me because with him with that, you know, I tried to keep him up to full health as much as possible, and everyone if I could because I had um, Nia with me and mm-hmm. she had a really good healing um, ability there that healed everybody. So um, with that, and I gave. Um, Poppy Cutie Pie, something that anytime she hit the enemy, she was gaining back health too. So my my tour was really being able to stay at pretty much full health, and that's really what helped me. Yeah. I really wish this game supported that video capture feature because I, I really wanted to capture that end boss where I just, I, I was just nailing it. It's like, why does this not support this feature? I was doing a bunch of screen captures because like, this is, this is great. Uh. Oh yeah, I I wish they would do that, but I don't know. I'm not sure what it is. Maybe it's putting too much strain on it. Or... about spoilers at all? I don't know. That seems well, weird. I mean, people can yeah, people can spoil spoil in so Anyways. many ways. So that yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah. the The points in the game where they po- didn't give you Mithra or Pyra were uh, they're frustrated. It's like oh, I want my blade back. Cause I'm really oh, yeah. good with that blade. I'm not good with the other blades. I haven't really done that. I think yeah. that was a good idea, though, because it kind of forced you to not mm-hmm. just rely so much. Cause it does. Tyra and Mithra are so good. You know, they have yeah. that topple ability that comes in handy so quick in the game. Yep, they can like heal. Over, 
Yes, it's so good. So something um, I was doing during before I figured out the elemental mechanic is I would just use my elemental attack to enable me to run to pick up potions. That's okay. what I would do. And uh, not good strategy when you know the elemental thing. But it's like, okay, I want to run and get all the potions because otherwise you're walking slower to get to them. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't think I had... I'm trying to think the strategies that I had. Nia definitely was focused more on healing for me and my party when I had her in it. Um, but I, I did kind of like to have Rex as an all-around person. So I like to give him a tank, give him a healer, give him a fighter. You know, so I really did like that because I thought he was good. And then his ability at the end was fantastic, by the way, to be able to use all the blades for me. Oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, Has that changed how you pair blades? Like, how do you pick which when you're opening up a blade, who to put it with? Um, Because it's random, it's really hard. But I did get some of those items that help you move the blades over with the DLC um, that I got. So that also helped me, too. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, I'm not as concerned because if I really want somebody opposed, like, for example, I got this ice bear. Well, this little girl, she's ice element and she has this bear with her. And I got her later on and Zeke got her. And I was like, ah, it just doesn't fit with Zeke for me. Yeah. So I moved. I moved that one over to Nia because it just was a better fit for me. And it was a healer anyway. Mm-hmm. And it just really worked. So um, only certain ones I wanted with certain. And that one that I was telling you about in Tantal, I think, I'm pretty sure it's Tantal, um, that uh, Herald Blade, that one is a must for Zeke. And I recommend this for anyone going forward. It has, it has a story attachment to that land. And obviously, Zeke is the prince of that land. So to me, there's no better fit than Harold with Zeke. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. The music, uh, you played with audio up so you could hear it? and Yes. Would, yes. Any favorite, any favorite areas? You know what? I really like the um, unique boss theme. I thought that was, that's really fun. It got me right into it. I knew that it was something to be more alert of because they can really hit hard and their levels are not their levels. I think it said it somewhere, or maybe I read it somewhere that their level, even though they could say level 20, but you're really fighting like 25 or 30 because that thing is that powerful. It's not just a typical level 20 enemy that you're hit with, that you're fighting against. But I really like that. I think it's set home, but all the themes uh, in the different locations were really good. Like you said, the theme in um, at the Praetorium, yeah, really the good. the use of vocals in this game, phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They they captured it very well. The um, in Gormont, the being out in the field, it felt really good. Like when you were running, it's just there's like royalty music right. for their parts. It's like a nice yeah. march. Uh, yes, and the just ethereal stuff down in um, down in Mortha. I don't know. There's this throughout just phenomenal tracks. Oh yeah. And the visuals of this game are so wonderful. I mean, I can't imagine this game looking any prettier except for if oh my, if it could go to 4K, this game would look so fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So when I bought this game, I wasn't sure what to think. Uh, the trailers weren't selling me. And it's like, okay, I, I trust you guys. You made two good games already. And then I started playing. It's like, okay, I like this art style. The story yeah. is, great you know it's it's yeah they they nailed it with this one 
Yeah, I like that one um, Titan that you're inside its belly. I, I, I'm having a hard time remembering, but uh, your like, Uriah. 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 Yeah. Okay. Yep. Uriah. I really, really liked that land because of it. Just looked so good. The winding roads, the way that the trees were like a um, I don't know magenta, I guess, or mm. like that contrast with the blue. Oh man, that place was stunning. Loved it. Were there any points in the game where I don't know how emotional you get? You get? Did you ever uh, have a sense of a tear uh, forming? Well, definitely towards the end of the game. I mean, that moment where you know Mithra. I called her Mithra, by the way. I think we talked about that. Oh uh, yeah, you wanted to see her. Yeah, most people. I knew most people would call her Pyra because I knew that because your attachment was with Pyra. Yeah, like I have absolutely. to call her Mithra. Uh, but um, that moment with Mithra. And, you know, the green Mithra, we're going to say, and just, and Poppy's like, I won't go, I can't, I promised, oh my god, that like, she's like, she's yeah, right this, there, she's right yeah. there, oh my god, that tore me uh, right there. Right? So good. Yeah. And like, the, the, the Poppy, it's like, who would have thought this robot would be such an emotional, could be so oh, yeah. about that. And I'm so glad that they played to that, to Poppy's strength, because when Poppy is the original Poppy, she is a little girl. You know what I mean? So they gave her the best lines and it worked really well because if they would have did the same thing with like um, teenager Poppy or Poppy Cutie or Yeah, Pie, so even though you had Cutie Pie, it did it the original Poppy, right? Yes, yes. That okay. is all done with the original Poppy. So yeah, it, okay. Yeah, no matter what. It's it's awesome. It, that, that scene right there was so good. And of course... The and then when Rex scene, is... When his uh, crystal falls out, it's like... Oh. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, because it's like, oh my gosh, he's no longer connected, and like, yeah, that, yeah, wow. It, it was such a good, it was such a good moment. And what's and, it mean uh, at the end when they show up as like separate characters now? They're like unique entities now. That I thought was cool, but I really didn't understand it, you know, because. But I guess they were always kind of two souls, just kind of combined to one for some reason. Yeah, I thought they were, like, different personalities of the same... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So it didn't make much sense, but I guess they really wanted to give everybody a happy ending, and that's a happy ending. (laughs) That is, yeah, because none of the other... uh, What do they call the... The the main blades? The the three? Oh. You're talking about, like, the one with the glasses that's Zeke's partner and stuff like that? No, no. So there's Mithra, there's... Oh, oh. Who wanted the end of the world? Uh, I can't believe I I forget the name of this character. I know. He was using a Monado at the one part, which... Yeah. um, I know know who you're talking about, but my goodness, I can't... But none of the other three blades have alternate forms that we know of, I don't believe. Right. I don't think they did. Yeah, so it's interesting that she ha- does. Right. Um, she was um, like a world destroyer. I, I, what, what was she called? I, what were they I called? can't believe this is a huge plot point that I can't I remember, remember. This is ridiculous. Well, I think it's because oh, we already finished the story. You know what I mean? And if, when you're in the thick of the story, you're thinking about all of that. And yeah. then afterwards, you're just doing... Little stuff here and there. You're not thinking about that. <laughs> yeah, I have can't you gone back it. and played the final boss again just for fun? Not yet. 
Okay. Not yet. I do plan on doing doing that, but I kind of want to do that with like a whole different party. Mm-hmm. And I want to. I'm really focusing right now, personally, on getting the affinity charts um, completed. Yeah. Like I said, I just did two before I got on this podcast, and um, that's my goal. So some of them are really complex. So I just those carry get... through to New Game Plus. Yes. Yes, they do. So that's one of the things I want so to. So New do Game as well. Plus seems like it'll be a. A piece of cake because I'll be leveled at level like seventy from the start. Is that accurate? Like I'll just feel like breeze through it. My um, I is your does your level carry over? I thought maybe I, your blade your blades affinity chart were level does. I'm not sure if your personal level does. I but even if so, it did. But even if that even if it didn't, with all that extra with your blades, like I don't know if you've heard of Zenobia as one of the rare blades, but she has a crazy affinity chart, and if you get that maxed out, even early in the game, you're going to f- fly through it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, let's see. New Game here. Plus. What carries over? Uh, Cern Day will be carried over. Driver levels. Driver levels. That That's like... Is, am I reading that right? Where driver levels? That's what I'm saying. I think that means their um, the level of their affinities chart because you can go from oh, like one not to five. H, not HP level and yeah. Okay, but still, um, Merc group levels and development level of each city. That's huge to have that stuff mm-hmm. carry over. Yep. Um, yeah. Okay. So it'll be. It'll still be. Um, mm-hmm. It won't be as frustrating the second time through because you'll have no. some, some advantages there. Um, Absolutely. And, and you can send you, uh, Pyra and Mithra on the, the Merc missions. Yeah. That really needs to happen. I haven't still fully completed Mithra's affinity chart. I think I did Pyra. I think they did Pyra's. So I mean, they're, oh, they're, they're hard to. They do. are different. Yeah. Yeah, they're unique. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're very uh, interesting to do because you can't send them off and get that. <laughs> you know, you couldn't at the time and get those easy level ups to send them on like an hour mission and know they're going to come back with one of their affinity things done. <laughs> so that made it hard. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at 31 of 44 on Mithra and on Pyra. I'm at 27 of 44. Somehow less with her. Um, interesting. Oh, wow. Uh, what do you want to see next? Xenoblade Chronicles three. Do you want us to go to the massive landform that was made at the end? Where does this go from here? We've had the two stories that were parallel. Do they go onward from here with Rex on in the next one? Or I did like him as a character, um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be mad if they brought him back. But I think maybe for story purposes, maybe it would be better to be like sometime in the future with somebody else and what has happened now after all this time when he's passed and everything mm, else is yeah. done and with the core crystals like you know what i mean like i love that that because we already had Rex's the story core. and his connection with Pyro, yeah that story's done exactly so i would like to see in that case i would like to see another character maybe they could have some events that tie back into the, the end of his life maybe if it really impacted the, the land that much even more you know I know they connected the continents and stuff but you know if there was anything else that happened because of the split of Mithra and Pyra you know I would like to kind of see that but I would also like it to be a brand new story yeah so other than that the whole, concept, sure the whole concept of blades turning the titans and this whole circle of life thing is really interesting the way they set that up 
Yeah, and how he said it was really just to kind of chronicle the life, right? Chronicle yeah. everything, and to, I, I thought that was really, really fascinating. And the whole concept of blades wishing they're human to have a set time, like you're alive for that number of years, and you can have more purpose that way. Oh yeah, and the whole forgetting of memories and when you, oh, yeah. when you die as a blade, it's like yeah, there's a lot of just interesting just things to think about as they bring them up in this game. Yeah, I really like them. One of them that brings it home a little bit is uh, Bridget. I think her yeah. story with her chronicling with, you know, with a diary. Yeah. But the only way that that worked is because her core crystal always was handed down to whoever was in this royalty or royalty. whatever. Yeah, royalty. So she knew well, or hoped that she would have some way to know what happened in the past. That's how she knew that her and Mithra would battle it out most of the time that she never won against her. And I thought that was great because that was one thing that set her apart because she was able to, even though not remember it personally, be able to, you know, have that chronicle. And I know you never experienced, well, actually you have, you got Praxis or something right in your game. One of the two water, uh, there's, um, she was a water blade and she had like a twin that was an ice blade. I think it was sure part of the main story. Okay, I might it was have, part yeah. of the main story. Um, but her story was so fantastic and it really that part I think was one of them that made me really tear up because mm. she was working for bad guys, her and her her and her other blade friend at the time, and then you killed one of the bad guys, so you got I think it's Praxis, and Theory is the other, Praxis and Theory. And um, when I finally ended up getting Theory, or doing that, before that happened, you had to fight the the other bad guy, and Theory wanted to turn you, wanted to kill your you as Rex and everybody, <laughs> because she wanted her best friend to come back to her team, even though they for, she forgot about her. It was, it was fantastic. It was fantastic. Yeah. So, you really need to try to get these other blades and and uh, well aware, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would you think about the Nopon boss, the evil dude, uh, who oh. made Giga Rosa, and that was quite was the storyline. I thought yeah. it was fun. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was actually really cool though because it made Poppy seem more important. Not just that Poppy's not as an artificial and blade. Poppy's dad or uh, and. Uh, Tor's dad and stuff like yeah. Tor had a lot of awesome character development. This is the best Nopon we've ever had. Absolutely, absolutely. Because I really didn't care about Nopon so much. First of all, in the first one, I haven't played enough to really get, care too much. And even in Xenoblade Chronicles X, the Nopon there was just a little annoying, mm-hmm. to be quite honest. Whereas yeah, let's this cook one, him. it's like yeah, let's cook you for sure. For yeah, real. yeah, yeah, exactly. But this one just had it. I loved his character development. Like you said, I love his backstory, the way that he put all this energy into Poppy and then his dad had this much passion. And even though he's a little bit of a perv himself too, which I thought was kind of funny because it's, you yeah. know, he's a younger character. He's just a young kid, a pervy young kid. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? Right. So <laughs> I just thought his character was, was really well done. And the fact with the artificial blades and that, that factory and stuff and how that became a big part in the end. You got to see them in the big battle at the end with all these mm-hmm. um, artificial. I thought it was done so well. Yeah. Uh, one of the fights I really enjoyed was we had the 
uh, attack like a power generator while also fending off the main attacking machine. Yes. I think it was yes. in the war, the war field area, yes. Tempura. That was just a cool, you know, a different kind of boss fight that they had in there. I'm glad I yeah. kind of picked it up like halfway through the battle because at one point I was like, "What? nothing's happening here because you had to switch your focus. And I believe it's Temperantia. And it, it, was, it was a really good one too. I, they have a lot of really good battles in this game. I got to say, they're very memorable. And nothing that seemed too unfair, maybe besides the last fight with the instant kill thing um, for the most part. But most of them didn't seem unfair. They seemed if you were prepared as your party or leveled enough, then you could definitely get through it. It might have taken a little bit longer if, if you didn't pick the right elements, but you could do it. Yeah. Uh, the most annoying uh, blade to have as number one in your party is this big, fat... Uh, do you have this big, fat globe? This purple yeah, globe? Well, is it Boreas? Yeah. Like, you can't see uh, anything. It's like <laughs> this huge <laughs> globe. It's like, what the... Uh, it's yeah. bizarre. I don't know. Did you did you uh, change your camera angle though? Like make yourself a little bit further back. Uh, how do you do that? <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> Again, something you missed. What's going on? Yeah, I, think, I believe you have to press and hold L, and then you use the the right analog stick up or down. Oh, I and think you, I did discover that, and yeah, I just yeah, got frustrated, so I put back to what it was supposed to be. <laughs> <laughs> but that would fix that problem probably. Yeah. Yes, it, it it does. Though I I gotta say I think you see a little bit of the of the game like not loading but the textures mm-hmm. more because there's I guess the way that the game works is that when you're running there's just a certain amount of space between you and what you can see yeah. that's being textured well right mm-hmm. and then as, and then everything around is kind of blurrier that you can't really notice when you're in the default camera angle but when you um, go back and make your character smaller, you can actually see the difference a little bit. So that's one thing I would warn you with if you're going to be doing that to the camera. That that might be a little off-putting. Okay. Uh, as far as the star rating for each of the Titans, you, do you have fives on most of them or some of fives them? Fives on all of them, yeah. All of them, nice work. All of them. The best way to do that, uh, you're doing the Merc missions, you're buying stuff from the stores. What's your strategy for doing that? Um, first, I will. I would uh, definitely say salvaging is one of the best ways because while you're sal- salvaging, if you find a really good area, you can get a lot of money because you're selling um, the, the materials you're gathering from salvaging, and then um, you're using that money to buy more um, of the the stuff you need to salvage. I can't even think of the cylinders. Yeah. Buy more of the cylinders. So that just cycle helped really, first of all, get you a whole bunch of money and help me really level up my the, the, the star ratings. So the star ratings, it's based not on buying stuff from every store, but just overall putting money into their economy. So it doesn't yes. matter that you're just buying cylinders that, that, that helps with that. Correct. Okay. Correct. That's, that's good to know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And one thing I will say in my experience, I don't know, are you playing with a pro controller? Uh, yes. TV Predominantly stuff? pro controller. Yep. Okay, I found that the salvaging is not as spot on while playing with a pro controller. That I did find a little frustrating. I found it in many occasions. I tried it all over the place in the game, and I don't know if it's just my pro controller, but I feel that the button prompts was not were not as timely in that <sighs> moment only. 
So what I had to do when I wanted to salvage is I put it in portable mode and with it, you know, hooked onto the, the switch, I had no lag whatsoever and I was able to hit the button prompts perfectly every single time. So hmm. if that okay. was one of the reasons you were having an issue and you weren't doing the salvaging, I would try focusing that on, on undocked mode. Yeah, okay. Um, do you have any favorite quests that stand out that were, like, special to you? Um, they're all going to be in relationship to the Rare Blades. Yeah. For sure. Um, for example, um, I can't say favorite because I really like so many of the Rare Blades. It's hard for me to say which one I like the most, but um, I really do did like this one with... Um, I can't remember what her name is, but she's a dark type. She is a tank. And she is a uh, basically like a girl with like a white body, and she has a um, kitsune on her back. Uh, she has a mask in the back of her head. Okay, so yeah. she's called the um, it's called like lucky girl thing. That she thought this this mask was so lucky, but it's actually the opposite of that. It's actually extremely unlucky. So she thinks that all this bad stuff that happens to her, she was like, she thinks she's doing so much good. And everybody's like, you can't see that you're causing all this horrible stuff to happen. So it was just adorable because she was so innocent and she was so happy and lively and all this doom and gloom just happens around her. I just thought it was adorable. Yeah. Uh, uh, Story-wise, I mean, what were the bigger surprises for you? What were the, like, most mind-blowing moments that you... uh, It probably was... It probably was Nia, really. That mm-hmm. to me was like when she healed what um, the prince or whatever, and I'm like, what the heck is going on? I think something's funky about her. I don't know why I didn't think that she was a blade at that time. I should have. I should have yeah. put two and two together. But um, when that happened, I was like, oh my god, I just love her. And then when you got her backstory, um, and that's why she was with that that crew. That's why they kept her around because of her ability too. At the end, when you fought. Um, the, the bad guy who was using the, the Monado and that too blew my mind. He was literally using the Monado at that one point. Yeah. And then after that scene, when you saw what her ability is really to heal, like you got it firsthand. Like she kind of showed you that I'm like, yes, yes, yes. I love her. I love this whole part. So that part of the story I think was one of the best parts for me that Daniel was a blade. She was using this amazing ability. That's why they kept her around for this long and that he was using a freaking Monado. And I thought that was so cool. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, rock and, uh, his, his previous owner. What a, what a moment that was when he died. Yes. I, the only reason I kind of thought something was funky about him is because I was like, oh, yay, we got a new character. I just want to, like, yeah. use some more. This is a local <laughs> character. Yeah. So it just was kind of funny because he was like, oh, you can't use any other blades on him. You can't awaken any other blades with him. So, right. like, something's weird here. Hmm. I'm like, what's going on? So that should have been my first clue. But I did like him. It would have been cool to have him as a character, too would have been cool to have him for, you know, for longer, but I like, I yeah. like his story. And I, I love Gramps as the small little dude. Oh yes, yes, yes. But I wanted to see him more. I mean, we got it at the end with him turning back to the other form, but yeah, at the end, that him. was such a great moment when, because of what Mithra did, I believe that's why it happened. Mithra yeah, did something she, to like, him. 
yeah, she accelerated his, his growth. And yeah. it's like, oh my god, that's such a good moment of him yeah. turning back to the big form at the end. It's like, oh, this is great. Yeah, he was a good character too. I did like that. That part in the beginning was really set the tone for the game. You know, when he fell off of him, he saved you, and then all of a sudden it seemed like he died already. You're like, what the heck is happening? Yeah, he and, died? Then, and I love that the Salvador hat has like, oh, the helmet has a place for him to stay. It's like, yeah, that's that's, that's great. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was it was really good, and he definitely was like um, the father in that situation. How he was you know, talking about the relationship between Rex and Pyra all the time, like always calling it out. And st- I thought that was really, yeah. really well done. And Rex's parents died. Like that, that's a sad kind of, yeah. The part- introducing, uh, uh, Pyra to them was like, oh, this is yeah, cool. it's like, uh, kind of sad. I don't know. But I, I, I think that's what makes it work so much that this game has so much. Yes. It has those kind of, I guess, cringe, cringe moments that you have the anime tropes and then you have them talking about something you know certain things you're like what the heck is going on but they have they have a little bit of everything they have these really touching moments like you know i can see somebody having a similar experience their parents dying and being so respectful and loving of their parents that they take their significant other to the tomb site of their parents to introduce them like that part to me did kind of choke me up a little bit too because yeah it was very um it was very well done and and um, just done so well. Like, uh, yeah, I, I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. This game, it's, it's got a nice balance of comedy, of of also just the philosophy and serious stuff about what you know, what is life and what's our purpose here. And like, it just, it, it's, a, I don't know, it's, it's like a deep game, and the story just it goes places. Like, it, 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 it moves. But the last, so each chapter was about ten hours, and then at the end, I was just. I was flying through it. It's probably still ten hours, but I felt like I was just flying through them. Yeah, in there. Because by the end, you're like you're just you're kind of ready for the the climactic part. You're like I'm ready to get there. So yeah. What did you think of um, Elysium when you got there and it wasn't green? You know, I, I at the because they built it up so much when I was climbing up the world tree, which the world tree being mechanical was actually pretty pretty cool. I really yeah. did like that. You know. Um, but as soon as I saw the world tree being mechanical, I kind of thought that it wasn't going to be what you expected, you know. So did you I expect it, there would be a land up there at all? I did. I did still expect okay. there would be a land. I didn't know. I thought it was going to be more mechanical, and then that was going to be the mind blowing thing. That oh, we thought this land was all lush and it was greenery, but the world tree is this way, and the land is really just this way, you know. And that's was going to be the bummer. But to know that it was just like a wasteland. I thought that that was pretty cool. Yeah, and that it was probably once green, maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, like, was I that, think a, they said, that was a part of the old Earth, maybe? I think so. I think that's really what it would boil down to, that the people from Earth used to live there before like the war happened and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, and the, the it's interesting the church goes underground like it does. Yeah. And what what the architect that curse that he has like he's just stuck there for like you turn like imagine just being you you're just stuck there for eternity just sitting watching over like he's not able to control much he's able to put this vision on on Rex to see the stuff but otherwise he's mostly just observing yeah 
Right. And and how he said something about what being able to see a whole bunch of different realities that could have took take place or something like yeah. that. Yeah. So that was really interesting. But yeah, what a what a way to go <laughs> from what happened before to being stuck seeing just seeing everything take place. Mm-hmm. That that's kind of sucky. <laughs> yeah. And 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 wow is this such a I was surprised just at how many how long the it felt like we had a good 10-hour anime movie in here. Like yes, I, w- I would love to know how long those scenes were. There were a lot of them and some lengthy ones. And if you, in my situation of counting in all of the, the voice acting for the, um, the Rare Blade quest that they do, there is so much voice acting in this game. Mm-hmm. And um, I was surprised that they chose the dialect that they, or the area, you know, that it was like, um, yeah. Um, Nintendo of Europe did the English uh, localization. And I actually like that because I don't get to hear to, for me, mostly I don't get to hear that type of dialect that those areas be featured too much in big games like that. So to me, yeah. it was very welcome. I really Really enjoyed it. Yeah, and uh, the Japanese was top notch. <laughs> I was so glad I was in there because X uh, did not have it. Um, the original game did. The 3DS version did not. Um, oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I was glad I was in there because I, I think it's Xenoblade will always be uh, a game meant to be played in Japanese <laughs> audio. <laughs> I can't. It is, it. Such, it is such a different. It is such a different experience. Like you, you have a whole different e- emotional experience of how these actors are sounding. Yeah. Yeah. I guess, like I said, that that tells me when I play the new game plus, I just have to play it that way to get that experience too, and it'll make it feel more fresh to me anyway. So. Yeah, it'll feel like a whole new experience, and. Uh, yeah, it's. Um, yeah, it's interesting. Like even the battle scenes, every the shouting and stuff will be in that. Like, yeah, it's 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 a, diff- it's a different experience, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sure. Any anything else you want to mention about Xenoblade Chronicles Two? Um, basically, that if you have a Nintendo Switch and you don't have this game, you, in the words of Reggie Fizeme, <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> right. <laughs> because it's so good. Really, it's so good. It, um. It works so well for the, the console, like I was saying before, um, that you don't have to feel stuck if you're really intimidated. And I think they lay out the um, the battle mechanics in a smart way. You know, they do give it to you piecemeal. You know, you get a mechanic, they tell you how to use it, they force you to use it, and then they keep on doing that throughout the first portion of the game so that you never feel too overwhelmed. Yeah, there are new and mechanics you, being added in, like, seven-tenths of the way through the game. Mm-hmm. It's true. It was He's amazing. It's like... I'm getting yeah. a tutorial. I'm like 70 hours, 90 hours through the game. There's a new mechanic. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But then you're like, oh, wow, this really does change how all this other stuff works. Like I said, the, the mechanic with, yeah, pyro- with Nia. Uh, and, and also powering up um, Pyra into the third form. How is that even yeah, done? Yeah. How does the powering up work for that? Do you know? Well, all you have to do is... Um, get your trust with Pyra and Mithra up to its maximum, and then you can call on the green Mithra. It's trust-based. Yeah, it's trust-based. And you build trust by doing the elemental attacks? Uh, 
Yeah, by doing the elemental attacks, right? Right. Basically, just by fighting, you fight. You yeah. do your arts. You do in your elemental attacks. It's going to increase your trust faster and faster. If you have items that you can use, you know that'll help that raise faster. But once you do that, you can call that green Mithra in once per battle, and that's for a limited time. Yeah. And then I thought that was really cool too because that, she just goes to town. She can she can uh, do some devastation there. It's 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 fun. <laughs> I liked her character design too. I thought she was designed very well. Like a she was really the best of three game. designs. She was also the she was the the uh, the least. I don't know. Uh, I know what you're saying. Yes, I know what you're yes. saying. <laughs> I don't know how to say it, but she was designed <laughs> the most sensibly. Um, yeah. yeah, right. Because, and I just loved, I just loved her look, and I loved the ability that she had. That when you got to the level three um, elemental attack, that she could actually cycle through whatever one. See, since you didn't focus on that too much, I don't know mm-hmm. how much time you had with that part. A but little bit, if, yeah. If you were needing uh, the level three to be a lightning, and you didn't have a lightning blade for that combo to work or whatever, you can force her to use it as a lightning blade. Oh my god, it was so amazing. What I love being able to do is instantly do a chain attack, and because you're using the green uh, Mithra, uh, you're able. I was able to get into two chain attacks with one instance of her at some times, and that was just yeah. fun being able to unleash two sets of chain attacks. Absolutely, because she's obviously, and she's meant to be very overpowered, and that's awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that they balance it with her having a timer there, so you're mm-hmm. not just spamming her all the time. And how you have to get to her, too, like I said, the trust factor, I thought that was really, really good. Another, you know, another part of the battling mechanic we never talked about was canceling an attack. Yeah, what is, I, I know it exists, get, I don't know how to do it. Okay, so when you are fighting your auto attack, so your auto attack has three three stages. It's like, let's say if it's a punch, it's a forward punch, and then it's a forward punch and, and a punch with your left one, and then it's a three-punch hit, okay? Yeah. At the end of one of those cycles, you can press um, one of your arts at the right time, and then you get this flash of a blue circle. Okay. Okay? Yeah. What, what that's doing, I think it's not only helping your trust grow faster, but it's helping the energy needed to do your elemental attacks faster mm. as well. So you get okay. more of that gauge. So that really helped in the game because I saw videos of people that absolutely mastered that and cycling through the three blades every time hitting the blue circle, blue circle, blue circle, blue circle, and were able to get to that level three in like no time at all. So Yeah, there was one setup I had where I could uh, break, topple, and do all the things with, with Rex. And mm-hmm. that that was fun. Um, yes, being able to control that, I really did like that, especially smashing. And I love how the game kind of like slows down for these moments, yeah. so that mm-hmm. you can really just feel the intensity of it. I loved it, and it was so good, yeah. it's so theatrical. I guess is the best way to say it's very theatrical. It's very done very well. Is uh, is this your favorite game from last year? Or is Zelda above that, or what? How's this one uh, compare? That is, they're neck and neck. I love Zelda <laughs> right. too so much. But <laughs> this is actually more my cup of tea. I gotta say, probably because I really do like like JRPGs. Yeah. So I'm huge into Final Fantasy. So Final Fantasy games are usually my core. But mm-hmm. this and games like this can definitely win me over. So I don't want to put it above it. I gotta say they're neck and neck. They're different genres. I, yeah. They're they're different, so. and they're. 
Zelda did so much right with this one. Yeah. And this game like came out of left field for me that how good it did and how much it got connected to the characters. So uh, I guess the final question, uh, story DLC, what do you want to see with that? I'm I'm really curious about what they're going to do. I have no idea. I I mean with what I want to believe them that this will be more story DLC than the Zelda one was cuz this game yeah. is more story driven. Yes. I I mean I'm not sure are they going to put it in before the end boss or are they going to put it in after the the you know the final like I'm not sure where they're going to fit this in. I guess if I knew that piece I yeah. could tell you what maybe I would want from it. But I mean we're already getting these other characters blades to use as not even mm-hmm. you know you saw that too coming in the dlc and i'm excited for that even even though it's not going to make much sense in the game if you're using a character and actually fighting them too so we'll see <laughs> how that works <laughs> yeah uh yeah that'll be that'll be fun though um, yeah it's gonna be good i'm, I'm still gonna be playing this for at least another hundred hours i can guarantee you yeah um i'm doing the merc missions and getting as much of those done just to, to why not? <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'll be doing New Game Plus after I uh, after I finish the other two Xenoblade games because I, I do want to do those because uh, I, I know I want to experience the stories. Um, I think Xenoblade Chronicles X will be the hardest to jump back into after a game like this because how this game does it so right with with the controllers with the. The, the both Joy Cons that you have, and then the buttons, and how they they you know the four buttons on each side and whatever, and it's just it's so easy to see. It corresponds with your controller layout mm. so well, so easily. You don't have to toggle through stuff in the middle really like that, like the ga- other games do. So that I thought was wonderful. They did that perfectly for me. So it just made it so much easier to to manage all these characters. And I thought that was going to be the overwhelming part of the game, and it wasn't. Yeah, I at first I didn't like the battle mechanic. It's like, oh, I, I liked the original Xenoblade Chronicles battle mechanic better. And then I was playing more. It's like, oh, this is actually a lot better, guys. Yeah, yeah sorry, a lot better. Yeah, you guys got better this time. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Benjamin, for your time tonight. This has been been great. Uh, I love I love talking about Xenoblade. It's it's like it's 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 it's, got, it's up there at one of my favorite franchises of all time now. Like that's this great. is a JRPG series that is actually. It's got it's got a story that's continuing game the game and that's I'm excited to see where they take it. This is they're building a huge world. Like Final Fantasy, each each game's like self-contained as far as I know, and this is this could be this could be I don't know this could be great. You know, uh, you know, see where this goes from here. I think this is exactly what they needed too. First of all, to have this game do so well, be on the be on the Switch. And it really going to be the catalyst for for the franchise even more. You know, I guess it was a little niche. You know, not as many people played the original Xenoblade Chronicles on the Wii. Availability, then, first of all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly, because I think it took us a little bit to get it over here in the U.S. Yeah, right? it's this limited GameStop release even at that, too. Um, right, and that's why I never picked it up, because I never had the opportunity to. And then by the time I was ready and heard about it enough, then it was like mm-hmm. scalpers galore, and then they were really yeah. robbing you. And I'm like, I just I wasn't going to do that. So yeah. I think this is sets it up very well for these HD remasters. They really need to do that, drive this franchise home, and then give us more, because I think it's worth it. Yep. And I'm very impressed with these developers. They turned this game around two years after X, and they're also yeah. working on Zelda. These these are, I think, Nintendo's best developers. They're able to finish games and do 
them really polished really really quickly. Yeah, and it didn't have many issues either. Yes, they had some updates to fix minor things, but yeah. it wasn't anything game breaking. And like, it was a you know. team of forty that built this game. It was a nice compact team. Like yeah, crazy. Awesome. Well, thank you. Uh, thank Benjamin, you. Where can people find you uh, on Twitter or or elsewhere? Yeah, you can definitely find me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is Akizero. It's A-Q-U-I-Z-E-R-O. And that's where I like to uh, socialize the most. So definitely follow me there. Great. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for having me. Amazon, Google, Apple, Android, iOS, Alexa, Siri, technology, sci-fi, Video games, tablets, computers, flash drives, toys, weather, and general silliness. Geekiest show ever. Every week on the MyMac Podcasting Network.